All right, Nikki. (laughs) So we just finished quite the interview with Kim and we decided to sort of do a little summary and play that at the beginning so that you can hear our summary so you know what you're about to listen to. (laughs) Yeah. And what I love, and I, I think this interview really showcases, is our why behind We Go There. And I mean, the name in itself says it all, um, but we really created this podcast to showcase it all, right? Like all views, all controversial Even if we subjects, don't agree with them. Even if we don't agree with them. All yeah. controversial subjects, like just allowing people to share on pieces. So for example, in this, you're going to hear about the yoni egg, the um, jade egg, which I mean, everyone has probably heard of Mm -hmm. um, and may or may not have any opinion on, but that's a big, a big topic in, in this podcast, right? Yeah, it is. And I think it's, it's one of those things where, you know, I think there's so much value. Kim said a lot of stuff that had a lot of value around, you know, getting to, for example, the root issue of um, tension. Like one of the things we often hear from workshops that I've done with pelvic health physiotherapists, when we talk about pain with sex, this is a big sex heavy podcast episode, by the way, but like pain with sex, the vaginismus, vulvodynia, like so much of it. And, and oftentimes women have been prescribed antidepressants for these issues, you know, and it's more around this sort of what's actually the root of it, like what's causing this reaction. And so we, it, it does make sense to start to explore on a deeper level rather than just taking some, you know, dilator and trying to stretch your vagina out, like get to the root issue of why this is happening and treat it holistically. And so Kim spoke about that, which I loved, but there's also comments in there where I was definitely biting my tongue a little bit, but I didn't want to be rude and interrupt and derail everything. And, you know, and I don't necessarily agree with some of the stuff she said, but that's okay. That's not the point. It's not about me having to only interview guests where we agree with everything that they say. So again, I wanted to preface this by saying, if you're listening to this and you're also having these moments of going, wait, what? (laughs) You know, just because this guest is on our podcast doesn't mean Lexi and I necessarily agree with everything they have to say. Yeah. Period. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, um... And, and as you mentioned, there's pizza pieces in it that link to other guests we've had. And, and, um, there was the pleasure podcast that we did. Um, there's some that to your point on like tension around public floor and pieces of that in it. And then there's like at the very end, which I actually really was intrigued by, like it's around manifesting with your vagina, which I've never heard of, (laughs) but essentially it's just energy work. Right. And it's just a different perspective and way of kind of, I still don't know how, and and maybe that's just going to open up and unlock all of the things in our dreams. Basically, if you're, if you're getting more pleasure in your life, you're having better sex, you're, you know, you're feeling better, unlocked power. And now you can go like ask for a raise and manifest stuff or, you know, be more creative out in the world. Like that was sort of, I think this very short summary of what of some things that we talked about, but yeah, it was good. It was, it was good. It was definitely like, you know, we talked about the controversy with Jen Gunter and they had like this to blows like back in 2017, this, this very big kind of, so if you, if you Google, 
jade eggs controversy, it will come up. And we brought that up and it was clearly not the first time Kim had defended herself against that. So it was interesting to hear her kind of like get into it. And, and she got a little heated there, not towards us, but just about the situation. Um, so they're definitely not buddies, but you know, we, we heard her side of the story. Maybe we need to get shut on here. Dr. Gunter. Come on, do it. I mean, we only show both sides. So like, why not? Yeah, let's do it. We're ready. We'll go there. Um, but anyways, I think everyone's going to enjoy at least, you know, listening in and forming everyone, you know, their, their, your own views. And I, I think that that's what we're all about here. Right. Amen to that. All right. Enjoy. Welcome to We Go There. I'm Lexi. And I'm Nikki. And our favorite conversations are when someone starts by saying, this might be TMI, but... But hey, we go there. Because there's no such thing as having too much information when it comes to your health and wellness. We dive deep into topics, interview experts, and get answers you need. Because knowledge is power. And feeling empowered is what we're all about. So let's go there. Okay, today we have an incredible episode lined up for you. We are here with Kim Anami. She is very well known for vaginal weightlifting, and she calls it vaginal kung fu. And we're going to talk about all things sexuality, female health. She talks about numb vaginas and how we can essentially improve our sexual energy and manifest awesomeness in our life. Um, we're going to talk about Jade Yoni eggs. We're going to have a lot of stuff. So welcome, Kim. Thank you for being here. Thanks so much for having me. Always enjoy these deep, deep conversations. Amazing. So, I mean, I think that the best place to start, because we were just chatting a bit about your bio and how, you know, Although we don't usually read bios, I mean, yours is one that definitely is, you know, different from just the basic been here, done that kind of thing. And uh, I think we get started with like how you got started in this work and a little background on your story. Sure. So from a young age, in my earliest sexual experiences, I had a lot of very cataclysmic, transcendent, life-changing things happen to me through having sex. And I, they were more like spiritual realizations or what people these days would call psychedelic experiences where I felt like I actually self-realized. I became a better, more pure version of who I really am. And yes, they were blissful and <laughs> delightful and orgasmic, but there was something much deeper happening for me. And so then I discovered a few years later Tantra and Taoism and realized that in these ancient 5,000-year-old practices, they were already looking at how to use sex as a pathway to spiritual enlightenment, how to heal yourself using your sexual energy as a rejuvenation process. So all of these descriptions more closely resemble the experiences that I was having than anything I saw reflected in the Western world or in Western medicine, which I just dismissed really because it felt like it had nothing to do with my experiences sexually. And so I've always had an 
interest in personal growth and development. How do we change? How do we grow? How do we become the best versions of who we are? And so I've studied everything from transpersonal psychology, philosophy, alternative medicine, herbs, homeopathy, tons of therapy. <laughs> and along the way, what I found had the most powerful quantum leap effect on my growth and evolution was sex that the kinds of breakthroughs and realizations and, like I said, ways of feeling like I was coming home to myself through these encounters were so profound and so deep that that quickly became the way, the cornerstone in my world and my work for how we change, how we change as quickly as possible. And given that our sexual energy is our life force energy, this makes sense, right? It's just that in our culture, there is such a separation between sex and every other part of our life that people don't make that connection. And Western medicine certainly doesn't help people to do that. It discourages them. And in now in the world, because I call myself a holistic sex and relationship coach, after you know decades of doing this work and the proliferation of my work, this whole genre of holistic sexual approaches has become much more widespread, where people are looking at how do we actually get root cause healing, rather than just allopathic band-aids of let's remove an organ. Let's slap on some more hormones for you. How do we actually solve these problems at a root cause? And that mind, body, spirit, core work is what I'm most fascinated by. I mean, I'm just looking at your bio again, back to the bio, which is amazing. Like you, you've been like living off the grid, pirate ship boats off the coast of Vancouver <laughs> to the wet, sultry jungles of Indonesia. And you're in, currently in Bali. So we, we're on Amazing, we could make this interview happen with the time change. <laughs> um, so, when did you start your coaching, your sexual wellness coaching? Like, when in your journey did that start? about 25 years ago and you know originally things were not happening online so much so that was more doing in person one-on-ones one-on-twos workshops things like that and then as the online universe grew taking that more and more online to what I've built today and that's amazing because obviously you can reach so many more people than you can when you're doing really you know <laughs> localized work that way and I've had a lot of fun along the way because as much as I talk about myself as a healer and a teacher, I'm also a creative. And that's one of the messages that I tell people is that when you're really tuned in to your sexual energy and learning how to harness it, that is your creative life force. And so you begin to up-level your creative expression in every part of your life. So some of the things that I'm most known for, like hashtag things I lift with my vagina, which features me traveling the world, lifting objects indigenous to various regions with my vagina and showcasing pelvic strength for women is an idea that I came up with, right? Me and my vagina came up with this idea that it would be a fun way that isn't just, hey, women, don't pee your pants so much. It's like, look at this woman traveling all over the world, lifting objects and tropical places like mangoes in Bali and chandeliers in Venice, Italy, and a piece of the Berlin Wall at the Berlin Wall in Germany, which is now dubbed by Kimonami the Great Wall of Vagina. So all of these things are creative ideas that are sparked through getting in touch with that energy. And so that's some of the most fun that I have is coming up with really fun, playful, creative, provocative, irreverent ways to talk about sex that often can be very difficult 
difficult, uncomfortable, awkward for people to discuss. And I have creative, fun, playful ways of helping to disarm and open up that conversation so that it's easier for people to go there. I love it. <laughs> the lifting. I mean, it's I and and you're traveling to all these amazing places as you're your you and your vagina just lifting away, right? Um yeah. so with your coaching, what are the some of the most common, I guess, breakthroughs or most successful like things that you work through within that coaching program? Is it, you know, Around, you mentioned like just being more in touch with yourself and um and, and your vagina like is is it around that like what are some of the biggest breakthroughs that you find um because I know you have this um you know you've said most vaginas are numb and so is that linked is that because of some consistency within some of your coaching that you've done to have come to that? Let's like go there and kind of talk about that and and how I think it links probably I'm, I'm guessing back to um, your coaching and your clients and people that you work with. Yeah, I mean, all of the work I do these days is in online programs, which I call salons, right? Okay. So Vaginal Kung Fu is a program I teach. It's 10 weeks long online. And that's the whole deep dive into using the jade egg and creating that pelvic bowl strength. And connecting to all parts of ourselves. And so I think perhaps a difference in my work and in the more holistic element is really getting to that mind, body, emotional connection. So when I talk about most vaginas being numb, yes, there's a physical sense of numbness and utter disconnect that so many women have. And we know that statistically that's backed up, right? Like the Yale University School of Medicine says that our up to 60% of women have urinary incontinence, 50% of women after childbirth experience some kind of pelvic organ prolapse. Like these are appalling statistics that have been normalized, right? It's become normalized to have to wear a diaper, to go for a run, to be terrified, to go on a trampoline. And so not only is there this full physiological disconnect and total lack of strength, but women then become emotionally, energetically disconnected from this part of themselves as well. And so the work that I do is about reuniting them on all levels. And so, for example, you know, a lot of women, I think in general, sexuality is such a suppressed, censored area in our culture. And so, especially as women, we're given much less space to experience ourselves as sexual being. There's a lot more judgment attached to it. Women experience more sexual trauma. And rather than that trauma getting resolved and alcohol and transformed and healed, most women are just walking around with all of these unresolved, as Wim Hof likes to say, issues in our tissues. And so my work is about going in through all kinds of different modalities from yoni massage, yoni gazing, the jade egg work, um, self-pleasuring techniques, learning how to harvest sexual energy through Dallas Qigong practices to reconnect on every possible level. And let's say that somebody had some kind of sexually traumatic experience. 
So in my work, what I've often seen is that manifests in vagina on lockdown, right? Like painful intercourse or, you know, the medical professionals will be like, whatever. I call it every sort of genre of Volvo bullshitia. Like there's all these terms that they give to things that they really have no idea what the cause is or how to treat it, right? They just have a blanket term for that. So women have come to me over the years. They've had this, let's say, vagina on lockdown, painful intercourse course, difficult intercourse, um, tightness. And this one woman, I think where it got crystallized for me, she was from India and she had been in an arranged marriage for 10 years. She'd had this condition, right? So of course the doctors are like, well, don't know how you got it. Don't know how to heal it, but tough you maybe try to pry your vagina open or take some antidepressants, right? Like where the suggestions mm -hmm. she's given. And then she comes. So for whatever reason, this woman had had the courage to actually leave this relationship which is rare, actually, you know, so she comes to me after she's left, she's met this new lover, she's having sex with him, and she's so befuddled. She's like, you know, I've had this problem for all these years where I had painful intercourse when I was in having sex with someone I didn't want to have sex with. But now that I'm having sex with someone I really love having sex with, the problem's gone, you know, and she's actually, as she's saying it, not even putting it together, right, which we hear that and think, of course, right, you were forcing your vagina and self to do something you didn't want to do, and your vagina was locked up. And then you are now actually having sex with a yes, and your vagina has a yes. Amazing, amazing logic, right? Doesn't take a brain surgeon to figure that out. But apparently that's too much for certain people in non-holistic sectors to put those things together. Same thing with women who've suffered trauma in their past. They go to have sex. The vagina is giving them a legitimate no. Slow down. Please heal me before you stuff things into me. I have work to do. And we override that message by slathering on the lube, forcing the vagina to do things when she's not ready to do them. And then women lose, become even more numb because they're constantly overriding the messages that are legitimate of their vaginas if they would only pause and listen. And then when I've seen and worked with people and they've gone and done that healing work, sometimes just through working with the yoni, the yoni egg by having a very slow, incremental, methodical approach to reconnection, they can bridge through that gap of trauma and heal to the place where their vagina becomes this gushing, lubricating, orgasmic pleasure center that before they were terrified to even put their fingers inside of. And so when these traumatic pieces that all of those things, I would say, contribute to that numbness are resolved, women can restore everything from libido, lubrication, orgasmic potential, period issues resolved, PMS, difficult, painful periods, challenging menopause. I believe that menstruation and menopause are actually joyous spiritual portals that women can tune into. And if they aren't that way, it's because they have some kind of unresolved outstanding issues that are giving them messages to say, hey, there's something for you to look at here. And until you look at that, I'm going to keep waving this red flag at you until or if you do that. And again, the problem with the allopathic approach is just to throw band-aids on everything and, oh, you're having difficult periods. Well, are you done having babies? We'll just harvest your uterus, you know, or, oh, we'll just put you on birth control for 30 years of your life. And then for the other 40 years of your life, you can take HRT. Like there, you know, it's, 
it's shocking that these we've normalized these band-aid approaches and women have accepted them as options and women will find my work when they're kind of like you know what I don't think I want to cut out my uterus. I don't think it makes sense for me to be on drugs forever and ever for the rest of my life. I'm going to look for another way. And then they do, and they find me, and something intuitive them intuitively resonates within them, like, yes, I can heal myself. You know, my work is all about you can heal yourself. Your body wants to heal. If it is out of balance, there's a reason for that and if we can find the reason and address the reason you can heal and have a what you know i call it the anami guarantee every woman can every woman can be multi-orgasmic have g-spot ejaculating cervical orgasms squirting that hits the ceiling every woman can have a high libido and have blissful periods every woman can have multi-orgasmic hormone-free lubrication artificial lubricant-free menopause. Every woman can, I guarantee it. If they aren't and they haven't yet, they've missed something. They've missed a piece. They've missed a piece of healing that is there for a reason to point them in the direction they need to go. This episode of the We Go There podcast is brought to you by The Bell Method, a fitness company that blends Pilates with pelvic health, creating choreography from science. You might feel overwhelmed at all the abs after baby programs promising to make you bounce back after birth, or maybe you're feeling unsure of how to exercise in pregnancy and prepare your body for delivery. It can be tough to navigate what information is credible and evidence-based. Women deserve better. I created all of our programs with the guidance of pelvic health physiotherapists, and we continue to evolve our programming to stay current with the latest research. At The Bell Method, we ditch guilt and bring balance to our bodies with programs designed Designed to fit your life stage. We'll help you reduce incontinence, diastasis recti, and prolapse so you feel strong, confident, and empowered throughout pregnancy, postpartum, and beyond. I invite you to enjoy 10% off your first class session with the code WEGOTHERE10. Visit www.thebellmethod.com for more. So interesting. The we go there. We go there. We're going there the jade eggs so obviously i get this question often about jade eggs yoni eggs you know basically the egg-shaped stones that you put inside of you and i know that you know that is it's i've seen that you are using those obviously in the images that you're sharing online like awesome through the great wall of vagina (laughs) um and there's you know, there's a lot of questions around it and I know that they have it. It looks as though they don't have like studies around them. Um, and I know obviously it takes a while for research to catch up to practice. Um, but it's interesting because, you know, the people like the big OB guys, I'll call Jen Gunter, for example, she has got some articles out there basically saying that jade eggs can injure your vagina. So I wanted to share that side and also just kind of get your thoughts on essentially the critics of the practice. Well, she's an interesting, you know, we want to, I don't know whether she, her job title is internet troll or health professional, because over the last 
number of years, she spent all her time attacking every possible natural healthcare practice that there is. She was screeching about lavender essential oils as being dangerous for people. So, you know, we know that pharmaceutical companies hire people to be mouthpieces to attack natural healthcare products and try to dismiss them as being quackery. So the fact that, I mean, even somebody would say that there's no studies about the jade egg. Well, the jade egg is a vaginal weight, period. That person you mentioned recommends that people use vaginal weights. So right there, she's contradicting herself. And to say that there aren't studies about the vaginal weight, well, the original creator of the Kegel exercise, Dr. Arnold Kegel, actually suggested and insisted and his exercise involved putting a device inside of the vagina. That is the original Kegel exercise. So every single exercise that in involves using a weight with the vagina is a study that verifies the validity of the jade egg as a weightlifting practice. So what people think of as a Kegel that was bastardized after Kegel had a 90% success rate in curing urinary incontinence and using his Kegel perineometer, which was the device put into the vagina to do the contractions with, all of that success rate tanked when doctors afterward told women to randomly flap their vaginas in the wind without putting any kind of resistance or feedback inside of the vagina. And I think that's because doctors are terrified to tell women to go home and put something in your vagina. So I think that's what happened there. So my response at the time in 2017, when this person you mentioned was trying to attack and vilify the jade egg, which by the way, is not a porous stone. That's the only thing she was trying to say. It's non-porous. It's been tested on the most scale of hardness for crystals and gems, and it's non-porous for one. So she's actually factually wrong on that. Um, is I, I said, I will give you a, I issued a $100,000 bet to her, a vagina off wager, that if we took my clients and my, my procedures and compared them to her clients and her methods, that mine would win. 100% hands down. And she didn't take me up on that. But um, I that was put out there and she later acknowledged it a few years later when she released her book. I guess she wanted to generate some publicity around her book. So then she talked about this wager that I'd put out there. But that was my response is that there, my clients and my methods are actually getting pure permanent healing as opposed to the band-aids of, oh, you broke your arm, let's cut your arm off, right? Like the kinds of things that these people put out there so-called, they're not even solutions. And if she really wants to look into the damage that's happened to women, please look into pelvic mesh. Please look into the eSure device. Please look into HRT. These are products that OBGYNs have knowingly put on the market, knowingly damaging women, permanently disfiguring them, that are the subject of hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions of dollars worth of lawsuits. They've already been awarded. You know, there's like a $50 million award, a $35 million award. There is a huge case in Australia with Johnson & Johnson where they had paperwork saying that they knew that this was a faulty, damaging device, and they released it anyway. So I think that her efforts would be much better served turning the lens on her own profession and the actual verifiable damage that is being done on a daily basis that's permanently injuring women all over the world. So the teeny, eeny, witty, teeny little jade egg that's actually the original inception of a Kegel exercise that has been verified through many countless studies about vaginal weights, it's laughable, right? And you just have to look at the source of what these people are doing 
and having these bombastic responses like, oh my God, it's poor. It's like, and the things that she's trying to say aren't even real. But this is the point people know so little about vaginas, including apparently this person, that she could make these statements and people believe them, right? People don't even understand that this is a weightlifting practice. And then I think another thing that I found laughable is they were trying to say that, oh, the jade egg, you, you can't sterilize it. It's like you just wash it and put it in. I mean, sterilize do you sterilize your husband's hands every time he puts them there inside of you does he have to go wash and sterilize his cock when before you have sex it's like you know come on right like it's just if anyone could use a little bit of logic to actually instead of the response that people are given like oh this person is a doctor oh this per- well, are they i'm not really sure like i said internet troll doctor I'm not really sure what their job title is but they're wearing a lab coat they all oh, have to make a video i better put on my stethoscope in my lab coat make my video now and we've been trained to just obey and assume that these people have authority rather than actually question their methods and their allegiances and their funding you have been asked this question before i can tell (laughs) i don't bet a hundred (laughs) grand if i don't know what the fuck i'm talking about (laughs) i can i can tell you this is not i am not the first person to ask you about this controversy okay (laughs) Um, my next question, Lex, I got to jump in here and yeah. then please add to this. So obviously I, I'm a flies instructor. I work a lot with women to help them reconnect their brain to their pelvic floor, postpartum, during pregnancy, the whole thing. And a lot of those women, as you mentioned um, earlier, you talked about, you alluded to vaginismus and vulvodynia. And a lot of women suffer, not specifically just from those disorders, but just in general, too much tension. Right. And a lot of them are stressed out, you know, and, and often I look at like their upper traps. If your shoulders are by your ears, your pelvic floor, and you're walking around like this, your pelvic floor is often a mirror to that. What's going on. Right. Um, you're nodding your head. Yes. So there's a lot of this nervous system stuff. By the way, I didn't I, know that, Nikki. I don't think, I don't think you didn't know that. Know that. Oh, okay. No. So, so a lot like of your nervous system. Yeah. Like I'm like, oh my God, yeah. mine are so high right now. They're literally past my ears. And your the pelvic floor is is very much governed by the autonomic nervous system. So, you know, scared dog tucks his tail. If a woman is scared and anxious, she's going to be clenching. She's going to feel unsafe. It's going to manifest a lot as tension in the pelvic floor. So, you know, we know when you're working and that's what I, you know, what I do in the fitness world, when you are training a muscle, you have to both contract and relax the muscle, right? Concentric and eccentric, right? You you pick things up, you put things down. So how does it work with respect to, and I think you probably know where I'm going with this, when you're, you know, how do you properly engage the muscle? Because like, for example, if you're doing, you know, a bicep curl, you're going to not just hold it in a shortened position, you're going to strain and bend. But with this practice, and I don't, have not tried, I'm very curious, but when you hold in the egg, you're just holding, you're sort of clenching. So how do you deal with the lengthening part and how important is that in your practice? Because what I'm hearing is more of it being a concentric lifting, squeezing part. So would you say like, and I'm going to make this, my job is to make it real simple for the listeners <laughs> because I'm not a professional in this field. But for example, first time I ever went to a pelvic floor therapist um, before I had pipe, my first daughter Piper, 
they said I was so contracted, like, I, like to basically stop doing Kegels. So I think this is what, you, to break mm-hmm. it down, right, Nikki? You're saying like, so yeah. for people, for example, with me, when that was my situation, if the yoni is like contracting, how would you, would you suggest I don't use one or is there, you know, back to right. making so question. There may how be she described it. A mis- yeah, there may be a misunderstanding about how the jade egg works, right? So wearing a lot of people out there are giving people false instructions to just walk around and wear your egg all day as though that's somehow the practice of using a jade egg or to sleep with it in or just somehow that's what you do. Both of those things I would never and have never recommended. They're not what to do at all. I've been a physical weight trainer for over 30 years. And the key to weight training, as you said, is a contraction and a relaxation phase in the exercise. And so all of the exercises that I teach involve both. And we have special modifications for people who are in that condition of having, say, call it a tighter pelvic floor, tighter pelvic area that need to do more focus on the opening and relaxation. So that part we address because there's always sets and rests and contraction and relaxation in all of the exercises that I teach. I think deeper than that is also looking at, well, why is someone contracted? And while I do appreciate having complementary physical modalities that can address that, like you said, tension in other parts of the body, to me, that's where I get deeper into the mind-body energetic connection, right? Like if people have had levels of trauma or tension or experiences of being entered before they were ready, even birth trauma, right, is a huge trauma of, especially in the typical hospital birth, of violation that so many women suffer suffer and don't consider it to be a trauma. So they've dismissed it, they've rationalized it, they've internalized it, where they don't even consider that some area that might need healing within themselves. So the work that I do is trying to get to deeper layers of what may have caused that holding response to begin with in the body and looking at how to unwind that. And sex is the medicine. As women have deeper, more restorative, cataclysmic, especially vaginal orgasm experiences, this is healing for them. I talk about the connection between the cervix and the vagus nerves. I'm a huge proponent of cervical orgasms as some of the most essential, multidimensional healing medicine for women. And in all of these discussions about nervous system resets these days and polyvagal theory, nobody but me has ever discussed the connection between the cervix and the vagus nerve and the power of cervical orgasms to create this massive reset of the autonomic nervous system within women that then leads to this cascading effect of the opening and the loosening in the vagina, where these things that they've been holding onto and contracting can then be gotten to at a much deeper level. Lexi here. Okay, so let's shift to another under the radar, not so hot topic for a minute body hair. Everyone's got it, but a lot of us want to live smoother. Am I right? 10 years ago, I started Wax On Laser and Wax Bar. Wax On isn't just any waxing and laser hair removal bar. We are the industry leader creating a safe space that inspires people to live confidently in their own skin. Over the years, we've developed trust. Trust that you know you're getting the best quality and comfortable experience every single time. Whatever you come to Wax On for, it's going to be awesome. 
We've created our own exclusive gold wax formula that's like no other. It's as pain-free and long-lasting as it gets, perfect for all your waxing needs. At WaxOn, we've invested in top-the-line laser technology that's effective on virtually any hair and skin tone for effective results on every body. Seriously. And we carry a carefully curated collection of products. Some we make ourselves, locally I might add, and some are from brands we've fallen in love with that adhere to our values and standards of clean, good for you, and female founded. If you haven't experienced Wax On, I invite you to enjoy 20% off your first service with code WEGOTHERE. Visit waxon.ca or download the mobile app to book in with code WEGOTHERE because there is such a thing as a better hair removal experience to help you live smoother. We're all just... And I've also, I've studied, I took a training in Matt Pilates as well before I created my vaginal Kung Fu course to be able to have a better understanding of isolation and contraction of all of these various muscles and the comp, like even in my VKF salon, vaginal Kung Fu salon, I teach Pilates and core exercises to help people to, you know, support with all these other musculature structures to enhance the effectiveness of the egg work. I mean, I have to, and uh, and on the, yeah, I mean, I love the idea of more orgasms, less stress is a, is a big piece I took out of that, I guess, right? <laughs> it's part of it. <laughs> part of that's part of that. But um, I also want to talk about, because I'm a big um, believer in, in manifestation and like being able to manifest. And I've never heard of manifesting with your vagina. And so I need you to just speak more about what this is. We need to discuss this because I, you know, I manifest a lot of things, but I've never manifested. I don't think maybe I have, but with my vagina. Right. So back to this idea that our sexual energy is our creative energy. And in these ancient practices and Taoism and Chinese medicine, even looking at sexual energy as a G, a J-I, they talk about chi, C-H-I. Our sexual energy is a G life force. So it's a denser, thicker form of energy. And they had all of these practices, qigong exercises that taught people how to tap into this power and use it as a healing, rejuvenating power and as a creative manifesting pro-creative energy within our lives and so all of the if we think about the symbolism of our organs right our ovaries our uterus like these are our engines our movers and shakers in the world and so their idea was that we could consciously tune into the energy of these organs and our life force energy that we all as women have this majestic power to create new life with and instead of just dumping that energy out into the ethers whenever we have sex or we have very unconscious menstruations that we learn how to take that energy recirculate it back within our systems and then consciously use it as a way to manifest and create out in the world so that's another big piece of the work that i do in the vaginal kung fu salon and my other courses is teaching people how to consciously use this energy as a tangible source so i often say you know hashtag powered by vagina right the things that I've done and created in my world and the dreams that I realized have come from me learning how to tune in to my sexual energy and use it in 
this way. I mean, most people, when they're having sex, right, their immediate goal is getting to orgasm as quickly as possible. They bust one out as stress relief. Often people use sex as a way, whether it's partnered or self-pleasuring, to put themselves to sleep, right? So they and they pass out, you know, especially men people will literally pass out. They have dumped out so much of their vital life force energy that they have to pass out to recover. And for women, the same thing happens. But there are ways that we can take that energy, bring it back within us, and then channel it out into our endeavors in the world. And that's something that I've been doing for the last 30 years is being more conscious of how to use that energy as like a martial art, as a Qigong exercise, right? Like what is what are all of these ancient Taoist martial art practices, but learning how to consciously maneuver energy. And in this case, we're doing it with our sexual energy with the eye of learning to create. And so you are at the apex of creation, right? Whenever we make love, whenever we have sex and we're approaching orgasm, we are at the apex of that creative power that's a direct channel from the other realms that's coming to us and literally is at our fingertips. And like I said, we can dump all that out and literally flush it down the toilet, or we can take it, bring it back within us, heal, rejuvenate, use it to create our sexual genius or our utter creative genius, and then channel our gifts out into the world. And if you look at the system of the chakras, our second chakra is sexuality, creativity, and money. And so what I found over the years in doing this work is that people come to me for various reasons, and let's just say they've got sexual things they want to deal with. In doing this work and becoming more balanced sexually, more inhabiting of their sexual energy, they start to make choices in their lives that are more in alignment with the truth of who they are. So let's say they were working a nine to five kind of pay the bills job. They'll just quit <laughs> or, you know, somehow get moved out of that job and end up being in a position that's more in alignment with giving their true gifts, their dharma, which is a Sanskrit word for our purpose in the world, our truest essence and gifts. So I've seen that now for decades in working with tens of thousands of people that that happens consistently, right? As they inhabit their sexual essence, the truth of this part of themselves, that reflects in more integral choices in everything that they do, especially in their work, right? What is our work? It's our gifts. It's our expression of who we are as a unique being. And then that comes back financially. The universe, we put out our truth, we take risks, and we act courageously and show up and give to the universe the universe gives back to us. And people will often say that money just fell into their laps after getting into these sexual practices. And I say, yeah, because your lap is what attracted it. You started to rev up this energy, put more generously of yourself into the world and more courageously, and the universe rewards that. And it rewards it with all forms of abundance, whether it's literal cash, helpful people, opportunities, invitations, these things start to come back to us when we live more in truth with who we are. Lex, this reminds me when we, we had a podcast about the pleasure principle. Do you remember that? Oh, we were yeah. talking about how when we have more, like we allow ourselves more pleasure in life. And the one thing from that, that sort of I'm drawing a parallel here, and this was, she talks about moms and Lexi and I, I know Kim, you don't know us well, but we both have young kids. And, um, and it was like, stop just settling for like the toast crusts. Yeah. Like, you know, have you ever been able to look crust. at crusts? <laughs> and like they cut, <laughs> you're like, you always cut like, 
like my, my, my youngest is like, no, no crusts. I have to cut the crusts off. And then you're like, I don't want to waste them. I guess my breakfast is going to be toast crusts now. <laughs> and it's like, no, you right. actually, actually, you deserve the avocado toast with the poached egg. Like you deserve that. You don't need to settle for the toast crusts. And it was this whole idea of like allowing, allowing yourself pleasure in life and how that's all connected to your worthiness and your confidence and all that stuff. So I totally hear what you're saying with, re- with respect to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can never look at toast crust ever the same way ever again. Like it's just not, it's not the same. <laughs> I always feel like I'm selling myself short anytime I just yes. have a crust. Totally. <laughs> um, but it is. And I mean, I, I'm a firm believer in, in that type of energy work and, and what you're putting out and how it's circulating back. Like I, I firmly, um, believe in a lot of that. And I think it's, um, linking in that, and, and it's true. Yeah. It's Jordan, um, Dr. Jordan Wiggins, I yeah, think, Wiggins. Um, who was speaking to that and, it, and it's linking that to, um, the pleasure piece and, and the sexual energy that, um, I'm less familiar of, but I mean, I, it sounds aligned with, you know, that energy work as a whole. And I can totally see the magic that that's brought your client mm-hmm. for sure. It makes a lot of sense, but it's, uh, um, yeah, you're, I, I mean, this has been so, um, mind eye, you know, opening, um, for sure for me, I know Nikki being in the work that you're in, I'm sure like lots of, and Nikki's a bit of a nerd. So she's just like reeling on, on all these thoughts. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, you know what, to be fair, like I, you know, I, I've definitely recommended more things like the, you know, for biofeedback where you, there's like an app and you're able to see like the LV, for example. So people kind of feel like they can see what they're doing and there's more of that mind body connection there. I haven't, again, personally tried a jade egg. Um, so it, it's, I'm curious, right? So I, I typically, you know, I'm not saying yes or no. I'm more just like, that's not one that's not, I'm not familiar with it. Um, and obviously there is a significant amount of controversy around some of the work that you do. And I thought it was important that we brought that up. Um, just some of the, you know, the articles and the, and as you mentioned. Well, like, it comes from one particularly <laughs> funded source being okay. who generated that all. So I wouldn't say there's loads of it. It's like uh-huh. one person who started it. And then that okay. took off from there again with people not doing their due diligence. Does this person actually know what they're talking about? And they don't. Right. Yeah. It's definitely, and I know, I know that it can be, I definitely like cheated. I've, I've listened to some of her podcasts and there's definitely Lord guests. There's definitely a lot of strong opinions being shared on both sides, which that's the whole point of this podcast is to talk about stuff. We go there, we, we welcome yeah. it. If there's something that's sort of a bit off or controversial or different, like we want to talk about it in, in as balanced a way as we possibly can. And so thank you for meeting us there mm-hmm. at this place of, of sort of, you know, yeah, learning information. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, my pleasure. I'm glad to share about it and to put out their facts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, the definitely curious to hear. You know, like I, there's so many people who I know. If we were to interview somebody, and we probably will, maybe even later this season around like a pelvic physio. What are your thoughts on the? You know, we're going to get different opinions at the end of the day, and, and that's like okay. you. Sure. And like, but some people may have a misunderstanding of what it's doing, Mm. right? Like it sounded like you thought that it just meant holding the egg there all the time. Right. And that's not how it works. And like I said, even if I've heard of people 
who tell people, oh, just wear the egg all day, wear it while you're vacuuming and doing your chores or doing yoga. And I'm like, are you kidding? Like you're, those people, unfortunately, are doing a disservice to the practice, which I take very seriously as a rehabilitative exercise. And like I said, the other energetic mind, body, spirit elements, but I take it very seriously as a physiological practice, mm-hmm. right? Not just as a woo-woo, put an egg in your vagina and cross your fingers and hope for the best. It's never been my approach. I've always been very dedicated to the physiology of it. I have a really fun, playful way of promoting that, but that's my gift in terms of being creative, right? But Mm -hmm. I've always been loyal to the actual science of it. I just maybe don't lead with that, right? Right. But I can talk about it if ever asked, and I do talk about it in my work, and I teach from that perspective. But yeah, there's like, now you just get that in anything, really dilutions of something where people then... And I think the original attack on it was partly because of that, was partly because of perhaps some of these myths about it, right? Like, oh, just wear it all day, right? Like, duh, I I disagree with that too. You know, I would never say that. I have to ask you, what is the heaviest item you've ever lifted with your vagina and how long did you hold it in for? (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's such a good question. Uh, (laughs) 10 pounds. The chandelier, yeah, that can be heavy. I was doing... um, a photo shoot in Venice in Italy in San Marco Square and we uh, that was a long time I had to take little I mean it was like half an hour but on and off of like holding it and supporting it and then going back to holding it and then supporting it and then like lifting with it so I I don't know the exact like length of minutes but I don't know like a good five or ten minutes ten solid holding it then resting and yeah but that was intense it actually was more intense because I was wearing heels the hardest I was telling my crew I was like the, the, the lifting part wasn't even the hard part it was doing it in heels and having to like my feet were killing me at the end my vagina was fine <laughs> my feet your feet 10 pounds 10 pounds wow that is amazing wow, wow. I don't know where we go from there, Nikki. I, uh, I'm i just like, I'm thinking of my 10 pound dumbbell. Like that's just exactly like, just thinking about like, wow. And, and, uh, well, let's clear up. That isn't necessary for everyone. I'm yeah. a unique practice <laughs> of the sport, but you know, for other people doing light, very lightweight and a lot of articulation and isolation exercises is excellent and sufficient. You don't need to be aspiring to kitchen crockery and furniture like I do for fun. Um, much, much lighter things will suffice. That's amazing. Wow. Okay. I mean, yeah, that's impressive. <laughs> I didn't even know that. The, I didn't even know it was okay. possible. Yeah. Like Bravo, bravo. <laughs> it's really pounds. I had to ask that question. I couldn't, I couldn't. Yeah, it's a, I'm so glad you did. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you. I, I mean, thank you so much for coming on and, uh, and great conclusion to this. I, I'm going to be thinking about that all night. <laughs> <laughs> My pleasure. Thanks for going there. Of course. Anytime. Appreciate your time. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for our next episode. And in the meantime, follow us on Instagram at WeGoTherePodcast and check out WeGoTherePodcast.com for more info.